0: The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the thirteenth chapter. Glory Glory to you, o Lord. At that very time there were some present who told him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year. Until I dig around it and put manure on it, if it bears fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. The gospel of the Lord.. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. 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 Not quite three weeks ago, we began Lent with a cross of ashes on our foreheads and the words, You are dust, and to dust you shall return. Confronting our mortality can be jarring, as we remember the saints who have gone before us, or we witness a young child receiving the ashen cross. But ashes aren't just about death. In Lent, what seems like an ending is really an invitation to make each day a new beginning in which we are really washed in God's mercy and forgiveness. When Mount St. Helens erupted in May 1980, the ash traveled east, and in many places, it really was just an awful mess. But surprising the farmers there, the crops in the breadbasket of the Northwest thrived. It turned out that when the ash fell on those wheat fields, it sealed the moisture in so that the young, thirsty plants were watered. There was more happening there than they could see. This morning in Isaiah and again in the gospel, we hear echoes of the Ash Wednesday plea from the prophet Joel, for God's people to return to God with all our hearts. First, the Lord speaks through the prophet Isaiah to the exiles in Babylonian captivity, telling them, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Then, speaking to the Galileans, Jesus says, Unless you repent, you shall all perish. Like death, repentance is one of those words that makes us really uncomfortable. After all, who wants to admit that we have failed, been unrighteous or wicked? and need to change direction. The good news today is that even as we confess our sin, what we have done or what we have left undone or the ways in which we have turned in on ourselves and we repent, turning around and changing direction, there is more happening there than we can see. I believe this is why we have the the parable that Jesus tells. Remember, parables are the stories that Jesus tells using familiar parts of the lives of his audience to teach them about God. Maybe it's human nature, but when we hear parables, often we identify with one of the characters and we assign one of the characters to God. So frequently when this parable about the barren fig tree is told, the man who owned the vineyard is described as God. But that interpretation makes God impatient, even angry and detached it also makes the one who back in Genesis called all created things very good ask, why should this barren fig tree be wasting the soil? It doesn't sound like the merciful God who I know from God's activity in the world, or the steadfast God whose promises I hold as hope in broken places. The God I know doesn't believe any created thing is wasting space. So what changes if instead we identify the man as the world we live in? Isn't it more in character for the world to be the impatient one? the one expecting more productivity and faster results, the one to call something or someone a waste of space or time and threaten to cut it off or destroy it. The fig tree itself is the kingdom of God. The ways we live out the fullness of who God has created us to be as God's people, and proclaim God's abundant mercy and forgiveness to everyone. We know it takes time and patience to follow Jesus, and sometimes it doesn't look like a whole lot is happening. Understanding the parable this way, I believe the caring gardener who has nourished and tended the fig tree and watched it for signs of growth and life is a more fitting depiction of the God whom we know from Scripture, the one who understands there is more happening in each one of us than the world can see. Answering Jesus' call to return to God to repent The parable encourages us to renew our trust in God's promises, believing that God is faithful and God will do what God does, bring life from barrenness and restore hope. It is not for us to know how. As the Lord continues in the reading from Isaiah, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are my ways, nor are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. What we do know is that in the waters of baptism, God's mercy is made new every day. And at the table, we are nourished for the journey of discipleship as we strive to live out our baptismal promises, to live among God's faithful people, to come to the word of God and the Holy Supper, to be nurtured in faith and prayer, learning to trust God, proclaiming Christ through word and deed, caring for others and the world God made, and working for justice and peace among all people. Our trust in God's restorative and life-giving promises sets us apart from the world where division sours relationships and corrodes communities, and our trust calls us to respond to our neighbors with the same tenderness and mercy that God first gives us, confident that there is more happening there than we can see. Let us pray. Holy and nurturing God, thank you for your tender care and for the joy of salvation that we have in faith. You call us to repent and return to you. By your Holy Spirit, make us obedient. Teach us humility and patience that as your disciples we would bear your mercy and love in the world. We pray in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Amen.